Hello and welcome to Life Save Her, the podcast. This is a podcast for all of my women, men you can listen to, but for all of my women to come get a weekly dose of some self-care, some self-help, and tips to live the life that you desire. I'm your host, Brittany A. Johnson. I want to set this disclaimer. While I am a licensed mental health counselor and I am going to be talking about mental health and life-related topics, this is not a substitute for therapy. This is an addition, this is a bonus, this is that kind of added support so that you have what you need in and outside of session. If you need a therapist, I encourage you to reach out to different therapists in your area, or you may also email me to get a list of therapists that I may recommend. Stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. So today we're going to talk about kindness. And how kindness has kind of two meanings or multiple meanings, but really we're going to kind of dig into and talk about how kindness is often used as a trauma response. It's used as a form of oppression, and it's not always used in a way that fits the definition that is given. So when we think about kindness, the first things that come to mind typically are things like, oh, that's a good person. Um, They socially are doing well. They're fitting and kind of meeting all of the kind of social expectations that are stated and unstated. But when you start digging into kindness, for me, I start noticing that there's kind of an ugly side to it in a sense. Let me not say ugly side, but there's a side of kindness that, again, can become oppressive. It can be limiting. It can be kind of putting you in a box if you're not careful. And it also typically shows up as a trauma response to people who want to avoid conflict, to people who feel like they need to prove something to others, to people who, you know, would identify as people pleasers. And then we can go into talking about how people who don't fall into those categories or the people who are often demanding the quote unquote kindness, you know, can be classified as being abusive. They can be the oppressor. Um, There's, you know, everyone right now loves to use the phrase narcissistic or narcissism. So they could fall into that category or the category that we can identify as narcissism, which if you all have heard me rant about that before, I'm not going to go into it now, but that's a whole other thing. But if we look at the word kindness or looking at the definition of kindness, the definition is kind of a quality or being friendly, generous, considerate, uh, compassionate, gracious, agreeable, or amicable. So that's kind of the general definition or words that kind of describe, you know, kindness. So that definition, again, makes it sound like it's just something that's, you know, always a good thing. And it gives you this kind of warm and fuzzy feeling when you generally think about kindness. Or at least that's how I typically think about kindness. But in the last couple of years, I've kind of started having a shift in the way I view kindness. Um, As a trauma therapist and as a a survivor myself of, of different types of trauma, which we all typically are, Um, I recognize that kindness has been used as a weapon for many, not just for myself and and not that I have had like all of the examples of being kind of the person who's, you know, where kindness has been weaponized. But I do know just from working with different people and just looking into different things that kindness has been used for, for women or girls who are vocal, who advocate for themselves who are honest about what they want and honest about what they don't want. I've also seen kindness be used in relation to um, racism and in situations that were racist. 
So when we think back to, you know, 2020 and all of the things that were happening with the death of George Floyd, um, Breonna Taylor, and then, you know, other people around the United States, other black Americans who were killed at the hands of the police or in some type of um, high media function, this urge and this, this message of kindness started to show up. But every time it was being used, it seemed like it was being used to silence someone or being used to, air quote, put someone in their place. And so as I started talking to different people, and especially some of my older uh, family, older friends, you know, older clients, just people who were, you know, when I say, I don't mean old by any stretch of the mean, but just older, people who were born before 1980. Not that you're, not that we are old, but you know what I'm saying. Um, so when I started talking to people and really looking at how has kindness been used for them, I really started getting this picture painted or a painted picture, so to speak, of it has been used as a way to, again, quiet people. It has been used as a way to keep people of color, especially black Americans, in a certain box. Because if you are being unkind, then you, you know, they don't have to reason with you. They don't have to treat you well. But if you're kind, you, you stand a better chance of being treated better. I've seen it be used with girls and women in terms of making sure that you are kind and sweet and innocent so that, you know, you will be chosen by a mate or that somebody will want to be with you and marry you and, and have a family with you. And so if you aren't doing those things, then it makes you unattractive. It makes you unattainable, unreachable. So if you grow up in situations or in homes where that is what was used against you, it's very easy for that to be kind of become the way that you were silent. And it was used a lot in the you know older days, especially in days of civil rights movements and even before then, as a way to, again, keep Black Americans kind of in their air quote place. Because if, if you want to be treated as a human or you want to be seen as a person, then you want to follow what they ident what people have identified or the majority has identified as the social norms. And so here's where kindness comes in. So kind of going back to the 20 year of 2020 and, and things since then, we've seen that, you know, an increase of people having signs that says things like, or, I'm sorry, signs that say things like spread kindness or be kind today. And so when I start asking people, what does that mean to you? What does it mean when someone says be kind? What's been your experience with someone asking you to be kind or someone pointing out to you that you were not being kind? And the responses, again, were overwhelmingly, you know, related to feeling as if they were being silenced, feeling as if they were being told you aren't allowed to feel what you're feeling and you're definitely not allowed to say what you're saying in relation to what you're feeling. And so... Victims of abuse, victims of neglect are often told that they need to be kind, right? So they're told if you just do what you're told, if you just be quiet and polite and sweet and innocent and kind, that you may not get hit or you may not be abused or you may not be treated bad. So then here we have this increase of people trying to fit this box of kindness when in reality it's really suffocating them and it's making them feel like they are less than and almost making them feel, you know, super small. And when you feel small, it almost always starts to show up and manifest in those physical symptoms. It also manifests in those things around anxiety and then depression tends to follow. And the way it shows up in terms of, of anxiety is that if you are worried constantly that something you say, something you do is going to be flagged as being unkind, 
and kindness has been kind of drilled into you and, and, and forced down your throat, so to speak, then here you are trying to do it to yourself. Here you are trying to put yourself in a box to stay kind or stay gentle or stay amicable, right? Because that's one that, that I hear a lot is you want someone who's going to be amicable. And so I start pushing back and saying, well, what do you mean by amicable? What's your definition of that? What does that look like for you? And again, typically the responses I get are things like, I don't want someone talking back to me. I don't want someone challenging my beliefs. I don't want someone doing anything that goes against what I think and what I'm saying. And so if you're ever on social media, you will see that in comments, especially when it's related to women's rights or rights of people of color. There will always be someone who says, you just should be kind in these comments. Why are you being so upset? Why are you being so unkind? Why are you trying to hurt my feelings? And you have to decide in those moments, or you typically do decide in those moments, do I want to push back or do I want to go forward? How do I want to respond to this? And typically, most of us, because we are you know, people pleasers, we are victims of abuse, we're unsure what to do, we will immediately cower down and say, you know what, you're right. And then we'll log off or we'll end the conversation, we'll walk away, and then immediately here comes anxiety. Immediately here comes regret. Here comes you replaying in your mind the situation, replaying how it happened, why it happened, and what you would do different if you were given the opportunity. And then you have to decide how you're going to handle in the future. There's also been this talk that if you are being kind to others, that it boosts confidence. So my question is, whose confidence does it boost? Does, the, does it boost the person who's receiving the kindness or does it boost the person who's giving the kindness? And when I'm talking about kindness in this space, I am talking about the kindness where you are limiting yourself or you're silencing yourself. I'm not talking about just general kindness that we all typically try to display, right? Because all of us try to walk around and be kind and in, in a sense of being gracious, we're considerate, you know, we say please and thank you in certain situations. So all of us typically walk around with that idea or with the hope to do that. So, but who gets the kindness? Who, who gets the boat of confidence? Who gets the happiness? And how do we determine who, who, who does get in those moments? And is there a way that we both, or both parties can get the boost of confidence, get the sense of belonging, the sense of feeling good, the sense of feeling welcomed and all that comes with it. So if you are a woman or girl who has been told to be kind often or has been told that your behavior, your actions, your everything about you, so to speak, is just unkind, I want you to just take a moment to reflect on that here. And as you're reflecting, I want you to reflect on who are the people that were saying that to you? What were the situations that were being that was that were that they were using it to point out your unkindness? And if it was situations where you were advocating for yourself, if it's situations where you were putting up a boundary and enforcing a boundary, then I really want you to take some time to breathe through that and go back in your mind and be able to remind yourself, you know what, they might see it as unkind, but I was doing what I needed to do for me in that moment. If you aren't there yet and you know that you need to get there, then I, this is your time to kind of create you a plan. And, you know, by creating this plan, I mean, just take a few minutes to think about situations where you were giving air quote kindness when really you didn't want to or really you didn't need to. And I want you to write down what you, how you felt in those moments and how you would have rather felt and then what you need to do in the future to not feel that. So what do you need to do for yourself in the future if you're faced with another situation 
where you're having to choose my peace and happiness or theirs. Because typically when it comes to kindness in those settings, that's what, that's what the question is. The question is around who gets to be happy, who gets to have the boat of confidence, who gets to in some ways have the upper hand. Unless, right, there's always an unless, the other person is also giving you the same type of kindness back. But what we really want to make sure that we are doing and consistently working on is not extending kindness when kindness is not being extended back to us. Then it doesn't mean that we're going to walk around and start arguments or fights, but it is a thing to start thinking about. People have bad days all the time, but that does not mean that their bad day gets to become your problem. It doesn't mean that your bad day gets to become someone else's problem. So if you are seeing and you're in a situation where someone is not being kind or they're just being just outright rude and mean, take a moment to identify how you want to respond to that. How do you want to handle that going forward? What does that need to look like for you? How, how do you want to communicate that? Are you comfortable communicating that yet? Or do you need to keep working on how to do it? It's also important to think about some of the benefits of healthy kindness, because we've talked a lot about the unhealthy versions, but there are versions of healthy kindness. Again, that's where you're doing it because it's the choice you're making. You are not suppressing or oppressing or putting yourself in a box in any way. It is something that really does just, you know, feel good to you. So some of the benefits of being able to do that is that it does, you know, reduce the stress hormones. It does increase kind of your confidence. It does increase your ability to feel balanced, to feel healthy, to feel calm. It's been known to decrease blood pressure because if you're walking around being mean, typically it means your body has to be tense. Therefore, here goes your blood pressure kind of going up. Right now, I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a doctor or nurse, but I just know this from, from my own experiences that if I am walking around and I'm being the opposite of kind, which typically is mean, then it typically means that my body is tense my jaws clenched, my fists may even be balled up, or I'm hunched over in some way that again, is just not making me feel good or healthy. So it is just important as we kind of wrap up to think about how is kindness showing up in your life? What do you do to be kind? Are you a fan of being kind? Do you understand and know yourself enough to know how you want to respond to kindness in the future? And really creating a plan around what's gonna be best for you. Do you need to have on your plan ways that you check in with yourself with each situation? Are you a person that needs to kind of sit down ahead of time and think about what are situations where you don't want to show kindness? What are situations where you do? What's going to be your own internal rules around what kindness gets to look like for your life? Especially if you are a person, again, who comes from an experience where kindness has been used as a weapon against you. Because now it's time that you take that back and that you take and you reclaim what you want it to be and how it needs to be for you. And that you're not relying on what other people have told you or what other people are saying needs to be kindness. This is all up to you and it's all on you in a sense on how you want to extend kindness to others. Again, I say this over and over that this is not about walking around and being mean but this is about making sure that you advocate for yourself and that you honor yourself in the way you need to so that you stay focused on making sure that your peace, your calm, your happiness is at the forefront. Because our goal here on this podcast is to make sure that we are you know, living the lives that we want. And part of that is making sure that we are reducing anxiety and stress. 
And so you've heard me say before that it's impossible to have anxiety in a calm body. That means kindness has to play a role in that too. Whether it's you giving more kindness or you not giving as much to people who may not be in a space to that, that deserve it. Let's just be honest. Some people just don't deserve it. But let me know your thoughts on that. And, you know, let's keep the conversation going. Until next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey. As you all know, podcasts are rated by the number of subscribers and the ratings that they receive. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this at. And also leave a rating and a comment. I welcome all comments. Also, make sure you head over to the different social medias, Instagram at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, Facebook at Brittany A. Johnson, and even on LinkedIn at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, and follow so you can stay connected to what's going on. Talk to you soon.